Hlu, Kai Hlu, Hedran Hlu. To what's this Dao all about? A lighthearted look at Taoism featuring Dr. Carl Totten and Todd Perry. Carl is the founder of the Taoist Institute in North Hollywood, California. Todd Perry knows a little about Taoism and is mainly here because he owns a few microphones. Now, let's learn what's this Dao all about. Everybody, welcome back to What's This Dow All About? My name is Todd Perry, and with me is C. Joe, Dr. Carl Totten. It's good to be here with you. As always. And now on today's show, we're going to discuss uh, being versus non-being, which is a big Taoist uh, concept. And that's going to lead us to talk about a book that is kind of part of the Taoist canon or uh, part of the Taoism uh, family of ideas. Uh, we're going to get into that called the I Ching. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, something sparked my mind, uh, Dr. Carl, on our last show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were talking about uh, one of the basic practices we can have every day, and one of them was uh, appreciating the ambience, ambience yes. of, of rooms you walk into, and then uh, kind of the, feeling the vibes of people. And uh, last night I was out, my voice isn't great, because last night I was out at a birthday party, at a, uh-huh. at a at a at a bar in Long Beach, and they had a DJ playing, uh-huh. and, and it was a great place because it was this kind of bar, not the prettiest bar in the world, kind of run down, but the <laughs> DJ was playing this really uplifting music, and there were people of all ages, races, everything, people just dancing to the music together, and it was a great thing because it was a weird thing, so it was kind of a gritty neighborhood, but. It had character. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It was a gritty neighborhood that had character, but inside of this, it was this amazing vibe and this great music, and everybody was so friendly, and it was like everybody was on the same page kind of thing, and it was this wonderful experience, and everybody just was enjoying themselves, and you could see how maybe in a, a grittier room or whatever, things could get dark, mm. and it could be a bad vibe kind of mm. thing, but I was just appreciating the vibe in the room and, and really enjoying it, so I, it kind of... What you said resonated with me when we were talking. And then I was kind of going home, and I, I just, everything just felt in line, just seeing all these people yes. on the same page, enjoying themselves. And I was really uh, appreciating that idea of, it's kind of a sixth sense or whatever of the vibe. There's vibes you get off people when yes. you go, I don't know, this guy's this guy's sketchy or this guy's dangerous or right. I don't know. It's that sense in you. It's that yes. animal reality. And it, Self-preservation. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and also when you feel, you know, good vibes off of people or whatever, and you're feeling the energy of things. And, I, and I, I'd assume that, and I think I've gotten this after kind of studying the Tao, understanding the Tao, that it, <coughs> it leads to a kind of greater understanding of this and a greater sensitivity. And that that has a great benefit. And also it, it helps you come like, like a dog following its nose, find the joy in life. Yes. Yes. In a certain way. Yes. Um, let's see here. We're going to discuss being versus non-being. Now, there is the kind of, uh, I don't know what you call it, according to Hoyle. There's a kind of basic, 
uh, idea of being and non-being, and I'd like to lead a little bit with kind of my concept of this, and you tell me if I'm wrong. Please tell me if I'm wrong so I can have the <laughs> correct interpretation of reality. But uh, there's, there's the idea that you have, like, the, you know, the cup, and the most useful part of the cup is the inside, right? It's the part that can be filled, right? And it's the, the negative space is beneficial in certain ways, and the Tao helps us appreciate that when a normal Western mind isn't going to grasp that. I also heard a concept of being and non-being is when you're in flow, Mm-hmm. You're in a state of being mm-hmm. when you're unconsciously kind of moving. When your thoughts aren't on, your your there, there are times when time passes again, like you're working, and time like Wu Wei. Time mm-hmm. goes uh, from you know you're not looking at the clock. You're just thoroughly engaged in this, thoroughly engaged in life, and yes. and, and you're just flowing naturally. Like if you're playing music yes. or doing the show, I get that yes. feeling. And that is kind of being just completely in line with the Tao. Yes. Versus there's this other non-being state, which is thinking uh, really consciously, I guess, thoughts that are kind of about kind of controlling reality mm-hmm. or trying to see distinctions in reality. Mm-hmm. or And this kind of takes you out of that flow, mm-hmm. right? But there's two different definite spaces. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, you'll snap out of that state of flow and you'll lose it, mm-hmm. right? You'll mm-hmm. lose that idea. It's almost mm-hmm. like meditating. There's times when you're meditating and you're just, you've disappeared. Yes. Or you're, you're, you're following this train of ideas yes. that just keep appearing for me that you're not consciously trying to manifest. Yes. And then there comes that losing it. Oh, I'm meditating. Yes. I got to tell somebody about this. Oh, now I've lost it. I've, I've lost the game, right? In fact, there's a best-selling book Right on this very subject by one uh, one of the uh, big names in um, positive psychology, uh, Mikhail is his first name, and uh, he's a professor here in Southern California, and the title of his book is Flow. Yes. Just Flow. And it's, again, like you said, it's when you're totally just kind of engaged in what you're doing and you're not even, uh, you're so engaged in it, you're not really thinking about the outcome, you're just enjoying the journey and it's fully engaging your mind, your body, your spirit, your soul, and you're just so wrapped up in this, What it could be music, it could be your job, it could be preparing for something, it could be creating something, it could be almost anything, Yeah. but it's in such resonant harmony with who you you are in the moment that time passes without any conscious awareness of it at all. Yeah. It, it could feel like you were there for five minutes and five hours went by. Yes. Right? Uh, or on the other side, five hours can go by. It can feel like five minutes, right? Yeah. So time can expand or contract depending on our perception of the moment. Yeah, and, and I found that when one is kind of in pure accordance with the Tao, we are in that state. Yes. You know? Yes. Now, what is the difference between that? We're talking earlier about people in kind of zombie states, mm-hmm. living in a fog, mm-hmm. versus, this, uh, versus this state of kind of pure being mm-hmm. in the Tao. Now, mm-hmm. what, um, well, what would pe- be the pe- distinction? No, well, the people who are kind of in a fog are, are unconscious and are not in tune, in touch with what is really the forces that are aligned at the moment. They're moving along and they're in a flow of sorts, 
but it, but they're sleepwalking. Yes, they aren't okay. noticing anything. Yeah. They aren't noticing the ambiance. They aren't smelling the coffee. Right. Yeah. They aren't appreciating what's going on. And in fact, a lot of what they're dwelling on in their unconscious movement is, in fact, very negative types of things. And they're being driven by their connection to external demands very often. Mm-hmm. And so they, they feel miserable. Yeah. And, and so to knock that out, they've put themselves and they, they've kind of drugged themselves with unconsciousness so they won't be in too much pain. Yeah. yeah That's yeah, very yeah. different than being thrilled and excited and being in the flow of something and time is passing without your awareness of it, but you're filled with joy and gratitude as opposed to being in this unconscious kind of dulled numbed state because you're in so much pain you can't stand to be aware right yeah, yeah. okay now would that that's like that's talking about night and day yeah now would that be would that be a state of being or am i using the incorrect terminology just to get academic about this just because sometimes we need these tools called words to define things. well i mean we cannot not exist but in a state of being what makes being uh, come alive is consciousness, yeah. is awareness and perception. Right. That's what gives flesh on the bones of being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But being is not static. Being is in the process of becoming something, right? right? Because every organism is in a state of growth. Every organism is in a state of growth. Everything is moving towards something. Everything that's alive mm-hmm. is moving towards something. That something is what it's in the process of becoming. And now what is it? What are we? What is everything in the process of becoming? Who knows? Who knows? We know what we can see or what we perceive or what we convince ourselves we are in the process of becoming. Hopefully that's more than what, of course, uh, external society just says we can become and we, and we accept those uh, you know, demands or limitations as the only thing that exists for us to become. That's very narrow. Yeah, you know, it's like the you know the the, the famous thing about the horse with blinders on. Right. All it can see is just right what's in front of its nose. But if you look around, the other three hundred and fifty nine degrees, right? Yeah. There's a whole lot more <laughs> of other possibilities. Right. And so the the person you were talking about, who's just kind of unconscious and just kind of moving, they're they're like the the horse with the blinders on. They're missing all the richness of of all the other degrees of reality. And, and are just, they're just like a mindless robot, really. They're, they're just kind of just moving uh, along without consciousness. Yeah. Um, that is something that uh, we would rather avoid. <laughs> it's funny you said the, the, the being and becoming. I was, I don't know, maybe 20 years old, and I was out in the desert at this big rave, mm. this big kind of, you know, psychedelic experience mm. out in the desert. And I was walking with a friend, and I was probably just pontificating mindlessly about something. And I said, you know, it's, it's about being, man. You know, kind of, some guy had no idea who he was, walked by me, goes, no, man, it's about becoming. And I walked on. And I, I, I remember just being like, stopped like I was just hit with a mallet of wisdom. I was, oh, yeah. And, and I, you know what? You're both right. Yeah, right. It was, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful moment in life. Because being flows naturally into becoming. Right. Right? Yeah. It just depends on your lens. How are you looking at it? 
It's, it's looking at it's it's the same phenomenon, just looking at it from a different perspective. Right. All being is in the process of becoming, because what is the most constant thing about life? Change. Yeah. We cannot not change. We cannot be aware of it. We can deny it. Right. We 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 can try to run from it. But that is not going to change the fact that the entire universe, every second, is in constant flux and permutation, mutation, and change. Yeah. Uh, just try to stop that. Yeah. I dare. I double dog dare you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's almost the point of like surrendering to it, or and, and to try to get in these states of of, of flow and things like. Uh, I I notice it because you know professionally I write, so there's times when it's like, uh, uh, just hitting each letter and word i have to think of the next one in succession sometimes it's like uh, almost like i'm vomiting it's just just coming out yes it's just a, a just i'm just connected to whatever yeah and it's just there it just and flows it just flows right out of me and oh good lord thank you when those moments happen other times it's and it's the same thing with like meditation Sometimes you sit down in the room, you get get in your position, you're ready to go, and then, boom, you're off. You're off on the trip, right? <laughs> and then other times it's my head is like a rock. <laughs> there is nothing, and and I don't know. See, that's a, what, that's where these tools come in. Yeah, you know, when you're starting to feel like you're stuck, you think, oh, okay, let me think, gratitude or ambiance or inner smile. See, see sometimes we need to focus on something in order to get out of being stuck on feeling that the thoughts or the sensations or the perceptions that we're having are causing us to feel stuck and not in the flow of constant change and not in alignment with that. And there, and there, and and we get tricked into believing those are the only thoughts we can be currently having right now. Right. That there's right. this whole other ten thousand things we can be engaging with, right. or thinking about to kind of put us back into that. See, yeah, it's it's putting on the blinders again. Yeah. Right. So you only see what's in front of your nose. Yeah. And if that looks like a, a wall, then that's all you see is a wall, an obstacle. Yeah. Right? And one of the and here's a nice practice. Every time. Every time you feel that you're you're feeling frustrated or trapped or lonely or or anything anything that is not moving you forward in in this kind of feel with that feeling of gratitude pause mm-hmm. it's always good to pause because remember we're on a kind of automatic pilot at that point and yeah. we're kind of going down and the that, drain that zombie uh, mind, right? zombie mind right and so we need to pause I call it a pattern interruption. You need <laughs> to interrupt the pattern, take a deep breath, and then give that circumstance or that feeling or that emotion an image. For example, maybe it maybe it feels like a wall or a brick wall in front of you. You just can't get past it or through it. Okay, now, use your imagination. You know how much I love imagination. Yeah. What would get you past that brick wall? 
What could you do to that brick wall? How could you approach that big wall and get to the other side? Right. Step uh, around it. Could you step around it? Could you be Superman? Woo, up, up, and away, right? Fly right over it. Dig right under it, right? You've got x-ray vision, right? You can melt the wall, right? right. And go right through it, right? right? You could do a million things creatively to get on the other side of that wall, which is what we're using as a representation of your reality at that moment. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the so-called problem is. You, you can make it a wall or, or a rock or something, a boulder. Dragon. And then, yeah. yeah, and then you can become the dragon, right? And you've got fire breath, Wah! melt that sucker, right? Right. And now just keep walking down the path. Now you're back in the flow. And you know what? You have a feeling of accomplishment because you feel like you just overcame an obstacle, too. Right. You feel better about yourself. That gives you momentum and energy to continue moving forward. Now you're free. You're free. Yeah. And you did it. Right. You did. No one else did it. Right. It was just you. And so uh, every so-called problem contains within it the seeds of its solution. Mm -hmm. If we approach life like that, oh, you just won the game of life, my friend. Yeah. You just won. Yeah. Because nothing, at that point, nothing can get you down. Remember I said before that some people who were on their deathbeds and were dying of something said that they had, they had more spiritual growth at that moment than years and years of good health where yeah. they just took it for granted right and they didn't have to change the way they thought they didn't have to change the way they related to people in their lives they just were on automatic pilot doing what they'd always done and nothing changed but pattern interruption oh you're, you're you've got a serious illness you might die uh that makes you appreciate what Right. What really matters, right? Not right. all those other things that you convinced yourself mattered or society said mattered for you. No, now you appreciate every second of, of your existence in a brand new way and with a brand new attitude. Right. So what appears, oh, this is bad, this is negative, can actually be your bridge to liberation and freedom. Just having that death on my shoulder like uh, Carlos yes. Castaneda. Yes, yes. So I... Uh, heard from a little birdie named Dr. <laughs> Carlton that this um, that this be, kind of being and non-being discussion we had lined up nicely into a chapter in the I Ching, which is the uh, what would they call it, the Book of Changes? The Book I of believe? Changes. Yes. Yeah. Now, is there an actual author of the of the I Ching? I don't see what this says. Christopher Market, but I don't think that's him. <laughs> yeah, well, they're said to be about uh, four people. Of course, we really probably don't know. But they're said, uh, the, you know, it's all about attribution. So the authorship of the I Ching is attributed to uh, King Wen, you know, one of the Chinese uh, emperors, if you will, who's, who supposedly was walking around and he saw a tortoise walking by and he saw patterns on this tortoise's back that looked like lines of yin and yang and, uh, you know, uh, positive and kind of negative lines that represent kind of energetic formulations in the universe. Mm -hmm. And being a wise king, emperor, he recognized, oh, this, this says something about life and about existence. And he wrote about that. And then other people who wrote about that were, uh, you know, other 
uh, emperors, you know, Fu Shi, uh, the, 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 and Confucius even too. Yeah. Confucius wrote, uh, you know, a whole series of commentaries, spent his whole life studying the I Ching. And in fact, just before he died, his only regret was, he said, ah, oh, if I only had, uh, uh, you know, so many more years of, of life. If I, if I could only live like 20 years longer, I would completely understand the I Ching and arrive at a state of perfection. Yeah. Be, I, I would be beyond error, you know. Right, right. <laughs> and so, like the Tao Te Ching, the I Ching has become a, a classic in Taoist literature for helping us to either uh, make decisions. It's often used as an oracle, and it's it, it, it's something that one can actually have kind of almost like have a dialogue with, have a relationship with. One should definitely have a relationship with the E, with the book, because it's very whimsical sometimes. And and it, it, it remember I we I mentioned before about turning the light around. It's like a mirror. The I Ching mm -hmm. is very much like a mirror. Because it reflects where we are, where we've been, and 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 it, it kind of illuminates the possibilities ahead of us. And gets you to think differently it, about your current circumstance. Yes. Right? It in, reframes in, in light of where you have been and where you're in the again, the process of becoming. It goes back to that. Mm -hmm. Right? It's it's gazing towards some of the possibilities in because we're on a course. the course that we are on was set in the past, it's being lived in the present, but it's moving towards the future. Yeah. The I Ching is a way at, to take a snapshot of what all those factors are right here, right now, because if you can pull back and take a look at that, guess what? You just might make a wiser decision. If you could see the likelihood, if I stay on this path, things are likely to develop that way. On the other hand, if I looked at it another way, that might open up other possibilities that might be beneficial. The term that's often used in Chinese, oh, that would be more auspicious. <laughs> yeah. That would be an auspicious direction to move in. And so mathematically, the I Ching, you know, by throwing coins or yarrow sticks or whatever, it kind of lays out these possibilities. And then the commentaries for, you know, over thousands of years, you know, people like Confucius and others, have written commentaries about what these different directions might look like or might lead to. And that's why people study it and read different uh, interpretations and different editions, because different scholars, of course, naturally, you know, have different takes on things. So you kind of come to the, I, the I Ching, uh, let's say I'm, I'm having a dilemma or a question. I'm yes. not quite sure what to do. Um, Perfect. I'm trying to figure out maybe, I don't know, what kind of car to buy? Let's just say I want <laughs> I want to buy a car. So I take these like six coins and I throw like six pennies or whatever, and they come up. We we don't need to get into all the different patterns and stuff, but they come up to a different pattern, which then leads to a specific chapter. Right. And then you read that chapter, mm -hmm. and that should illuminate you or give you a new way of thinking about not necessarily solve things, but reframe how you're thinking mm -hmm. to help you come to a decent conclusion. Mm -hmm. For example, if you were Say you wanted to buy a new car. Well, our um, uh, left brain, perhaps, and our ego, I want a car that goes fast. 
fast and that looks really pretty and it's really powerful and will give me a lot of status. It's going to cost me $75,000, but what the heck? I want speed and I want status and I want to look like I have made it in this world. Right. And you throw the I Ching and it says something like... um, Hmm. Chapter 11. <laughs> let's see, let's see. What does it say? We threw and we came up with chapter 11. Let's see here. So this hexagram shows three soft yin lines. So I, I don't need to read the line part. By cultivating such a happy place within yourself, you also create harmonious conditions around you. People of all types find it easier to cooperate with you. If you're in a leading position, your decisions will be more constructive and easily followed. And if you're in a learning position, your mind will be more receptive and eager to absorb information. So right now, we are in a learning position because because we're trying to learn, trying to figure out, make a decision. Uh, While this state of inner harmony, you develop a new awareness, an ability to sense future developments, to see consequences of certain ideas, events, and act accordingly. So now, what are the consequences in me buying the $75,000 car? (laughs) It's going to cost me a lot of money. It's going to lead to traffic tickets. It may lead to my ultimate death from driving it too quickly. You also relate to others in a more subtle and sincere way. You also rely more on your inner resources and are not easily upset by outer events. So the outer event meaning chasing status. Yep. Right? Yep. By the same token, you know that who you are and do not base your self-esteem on your title, social perception, possessions, or inherited privileges. Ah. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. All right. Nailed it, we nailed got- it, nailed it. So now I'm going to rethink this and go, maybe the Honda Accord. <laughs> maybe something practical that gets me to work every day, that saves gas, you know, that's not going to break down, you know, because it's mechanically much more simple and doesn't require so much upkeep. Maybe this is something that's more in alignment with my true needs at the moment and with my inner nature when my inner nature is not being influenced by outside expectations. And then the interesting thing is your relationship with the opposite sex is less selfish and more loving and sincere. And why do people buy a sports car? (laughs) Yeah, who are you really trying to impress? (laughs) Because you you are firmly centered in yourself and harmonized with the cosmic order. You do not live in fear of times of turmoil that are bound to occur now and then. All right. See, so I could it's it's perfect, you know. Now, often, sometimes or sometimes, people will get a reading like that, and but their old brain says, "Oh, I want that." I want that car. And so they'll, they'll throw the I Ching again. They'll get the coins out and throw it again. And you know what? They'll get the exact same reading a chapter again. <laughs> <laughs> they might do it four times, and they'll get the exact same thing over and over and over. And they'll go, ah! <laughs> oh, that's Be- good. Because people are trying to trick the Tao. You can't trick the Tao. It's a lot bigger than we are. Uh, very bright people put all this together, you know. Do you really think that, uh, you know, your your wisdom is greater than that of, uh, uh, you know, Lao Tzu and Tran Tzu and Buddha and uh, the, the emperors and so on? You know, people who thought very deeply about these possibilities and choices in life and, and, and then gave us 
tools to help us look at ourselves and our choices as well. And, and so it's really, like I said, it takes a snapshot of the pr current moment and then shows you the likelihood of making one set of decisions, the, 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 the eventuality of that, and the likelihood of making a different choice, how that will likely eventuate. All right. So now you can choose. Now that you have full awareness, you're capable of making what? An auspicious decision. <laughs> okay. All right. How, okay. Let's try one more. There's, a, there's been a thing I've been weighing on my mind. And that's uh, I have a little bit of time. And I've been thinking I could either. Uh, I've, I've spent some time playing bass guitar in my life. And I always figure I should uh, maybe get better with it or get, get back into it. Um, so I can either A, take music lessons and improve my bass playing, or B, improve my golf swing so I can hit the driver. One's kind of an athletic thing. Both involve flow, by the mm -hmm, way. Mm -hmm. Perfect flow. Perfect golf swing uh, involves flow and having mental, it's a mental game in many ways, uh, playing music in the same way is the same kind of thing. You mm -hmm. know, it's a very similar kind of thing. So I was thinking to myself, uh, what should I do? So let's see here. I'm going to consult the I Ching. So we'll just... We'll just throw randomly, and we came up with whatever chapter I come up with here. And often that, that works, too. You just kind of open it up, and there it is. What and happens? There are no, quote, bad chapters in the I Ching. <laughs> so I come up with one titled The Household. Ah, interesting. The Household. <laughs> Households, families, and organizations need a certain inner structure to bring out the best in each member and the unit as a whole. Some members attend more to external matters, such as earning an income, while others take care of internal matters, such as ensuring good health and preparing food. Some members are more experienced in certain fields and fulfill a teaching or leading role, while others prepare themselves for future roles by helping and learning in the process. In the family, for instance, the father usually deals more with the outer world and makes decisions that concern external matters. The mother creates life-supporting atmosphere within the family and sets the general tone. She enriches the family life through her love and inner harmony. She prepares nourishing meals and balances income and expenses. The older children assist in their parents and prepare themselves for their future parental role, while the younger children learn to exercise their developing faculties by playing and by intimidating, imitating the more experienced members of the family. Okay, now here's how we come to this. Thus, everybody has his or her function and contrib contribution to the whole. The cooperative enterprise thrives through mutual love and regulated by certain rules of conduct. These rules need to harmonize with human nature so they are practiced naturally and joyfully. Mm -hmm. They should be understood by all applied in a reasonable way and without severity. When families function smoothly in this way, the entire society enjoys peace and prosperity. Under such conditions, there is no fertile soil for violence, insanity, or perversity. All organizations, great and small, can structure themselves according to the example of the happy family, with each member fulfilling his or her function in the scheme of things. So I see this as an organizational thing and almost my fitting into the world. What chapter number is this, by the way? This is chapter 37. 37, okay. So... I'm not sure how, how to square this circle here. I was coming out of a, a personal question, and this asks me to think about how I fit in to a family or organization. So it could either be 
maybe by learning an instrument, it, it has to, I need to consider how I fit in with other instrumentalists in playing? Or is it a golf thing is kind of an individual thing and it exists outside of the, the family thing. It's me and the ball and blah, 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 and not how I fit in with other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I noticed that, um, you, know, you know, each, you know, there, there's a lot of subtleties within the I Ching. There are moving lines, there are ruling lines, and so on. Just looking at some of the, at the ruling lines here, which is the second line from the bottom, let me just read one of the interpretations of that. Do not succumb to impulses now. Seek nothing by force. <laughs> yeah. Restrain such actions that are not part of the business at hand. Good fortune comes when the immediate needs of the family are met. Hmm. And then the fifth line, a mag- magnanimous and loving relationship exists between the leader and his followers. There is no reason to fear openness in these kinds of relationships. Good fortune comes through a beneficial influence. So I see that, remember, this is family. This is about relationships. This is about doing what is in keeping and harmony with keeping your relationships in balance. Okay. Um, particularly, I would guess, your relationship with your wife. Yeah. <laughs> and the child that's coming along the way, right? Yeah. So what is... See, and often, of course, we, we of course, with, because we have, we're polarized, we, th- we like to think of choices as being black or white. Do I have to do this? Can I do this or can I do that? Should I do this or should I do that? Not that there's a space and a time and a place for this and for that. <laughs> and and do we have to always think as things as choices of being dichotomous? And and in fact, is there a way to create space for everything that nurtures us? And then that will allow us to be more present and loving and caring with our family. And also, mm-hmm. and also, what kind of things should I dedicate my time to? That also don't contradict with my goals as a member of my family. Yes. Right. So I, yes. you know, I can take time and I can go out to my little s- studio in the back of the house and I can sit and fumble around with an instrument and sit and do that. But then also be a part of the house. If I go out and play golf, I'm out. I'm out five hours on the weekend mm-hmm. and trying to run away from everybody. <laughs> so yeah, the interesting and, thing, but, but sometimes every now and then, just as kind of since that's part of your nature too, you have to honor that. Uh, maybe you can't do it every day or every week, but maybe you know once a month. Maybe you get out there for four or five hours and you have a good time, and you, you're in the flow and and you feel fine. Right. You know. And so often when I do I Ching readings for people, and I sometimes do, I, see, this is how I, I sit and do kind of spiritual counseling with people yeah. to, to help them use the E as a way to frame the choices out there, but yet to free them from thinking that's too rigid or too stuck or too this or too that, and so that they can, so that, they, so that you experience freedom, but freedom that's in harmony and alignment with your situation right now because the, right, the situation you're in right now is the situation you're in right now right yeah <laughs> yeah and you can't run from it you can't hide from it you know all you can do is being in alignment with it and and make choices and decisions that support that because that's going to lead to the most auspicious outcomes right yeah whereas if you fight that 
you're 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 going to wind up <laughs> yeah. in, 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 a, in a lesser uh, a less a less desirable position let's put it right, that way. Right. a less desirable position and because everything is in constant change and flux you know you you may have to come back and revisit this because things might be different in a month or two Right, they will be not might be they will be they different will, in a month. The book of changes, yes. not the book of stagnation. <laughs> and so things could change. Things not could they will change. Yeah, they will change. Not they yeah. could change. They will change. They, yeah, they cannot not change. They are changing. They are changing, and the eaching is is the the diary of looking at that process of change. Right, but yet giving you some uh, kind of like a like a wise counsel right there at your side to help you see things clearly. That's what it is. Yeah. It's taking a snapshot of the present moment and, and, and allowing you to see, wh where am I going? What's, I, I'm in the process of becoming. I cannot stop change, but I, we need to choose wisely because mm. we can make a million choices, but they aren't all equally wise. No, no, no. <laughs> you, could, you could buy that $75,000 car, right? Oh, God. <laughs> you, could, you could do it, but... But <laughs> well, I'd like to thank Dr. Carl Totten for today's discussion. And uh, you can find us online at whatsthisdow.com, on Twitter at whatsthisdow. And uh, we post updates for the show all the time on Twitter when our next shows come out because we don't come out every week. We come out kind of every once in a while, but kind of a couple <laughs> weeks in a row. So you can find out what's going on there is the best thing and obviously on our website. And uh, also from there, uh, there's an email on there so you can email us. Tell us uh, how you feel about the show. Tell us something you'd like us to discuss. Or also uh, call in and give your opinion on the show and then we'll uh, read it on the air. So uh, for Dr. Carl Totten, I'm Todd Perry saying, uh, May the Tao be with you always. <laughs>